Good afternoon. I'm Rain Musni. Here are the headlines this hour. Nearly 800 new deaths in Italy due to COVID-19 as the global death toll tops 13,000. The Philippine Health Department reports six more deaths due to COVID-19 and another spike in confirmed infections. A total of 380 people have tested positive for the virus. The Philippines now capable of running about 1,000 COVID-19 tests per day amid criticisms of alleged slow detection in the country. And clamor to postpone the 2020 Tokyo Olympics grows louder as delegates from the U.S. and Brazil call for a delay amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The number of coronavirus cases across the globe has surpassed 300,000. That's according to Johns Hopkins University Coronavirus Resource Center. There are now over 305,000 confirmed cases of the virus in 188 countries and territories around the world. Over 13,000 of which have died due to the coronavirus disease or COVID-19. Most of the fatalities were recorded in Europe and mainland China. Although most of the cases remain in hospitals, nearly 93,000 patients have so far recovered and been discharged. The COVID-19 outbreak in Italy worsens. Italy recorded 793 new fatalities from COVID-19, bring the death toll to nearly 5,000. The 19.6% surge was the largest daily rise in a country since the pandemic began. On Thursday, Italy surpassed China as the country to register most deaths from the coronavirus disease. The hardest-hit northern region of Lombardy remains in critical condition with more than 3,000 deaths and 25,500 cases. But the country's National Institute says a vaccine might be in the works. If you ask me if we will have a vaccine by the end of the year, my answer is we might. Having a vaccine means it has been tested and that it has been produced in thousands of doses and thus making it available to everyone, starting obviously with the most fragile people. It seems to me that some groups are requesting the authorization or are starting these phases, so we are not at a stage with results yet, as far as I am aware. This comes after lockdown operations across the country got even tougher. Our people can only go outside for essential needs like food, and the military is now joining the police to enforce it. Overseas, China reports 46 new cases of COVID-19. Of those cases, only one was locally transmitted. In the province of Hubei, where the outbreak began late last year, the total number of infected patients continues to fall as hundreds of patients are discharged. There are also no new reported cases in the area. The World Health Organization hailed China's efforts to contain the outbreak, saying its containment of the virus gives hope for the rest of the world. It's a message of hope. It's a message that this virus can be suppressed. Uh, we can break chains of transmission. It takes a huge effort. It takes an all-of-society effort. It takes coordination. It takes solidarity. It takes activated communities. It takes brave health workers. It takes supply chains that work. It takes commitment. <clears throat> so I think there's a message of hope there from China. A majority of economists polled by Reuters say the coronavirus pandemic has already plunged the world economy into a recession.
As this report tells us, America's economic growth is expected to take an especially deep hit in the second quarter. The coronavirus pandemic has already dragged the global economy into a recession. That's the takeaway from a Reuters poll of economists conducted this week. More than three quarters of the economists polled, all who are based in the Americas and Europe, said the global economic expansion is over. And many are expecting things to get much worse before they get better. Goldman Sachs predicted Friday U.S. GDP will plunge a stunning 24 percent in the second quarter before rebounding by year's end. Goldman also sees the unemployment rate hitting 9 percent as cities shut down, grinding business to a halt and putting a massive number of Americans out of work. More than one and a half million applications for first-time unemployment benefits were likely filed this week alone, according to economists' estimates. Goldman Sachs expects it to be the biggest one-week filing ever recorded. In some instances, Reuters has learned state systems, which oversee the jobless benefits program, were unprepared and overwhelmed, resulting in website shutdowns, long wait times on the phone, and growing frustration among the newly unemployed. Washington is trying to move quickly to soften the blow. The White House and Congress are working on an economic stimulus package now topping $1 trillion. The Treasury moved the tax deadline to July 15th, and the Federal Reserve is throwing trillions of dollars at financial markets to prevent lending from drying up. The latest move came Friday when the Fed announced it is shoring up support for the key municipal bond market, which provides funding for cities, states and government authorities like transit systems. But economists are not yet convinced that these measures, along with coordinated efforts by governments the world over, will be able to prevent a deep global recession and dark days for all those put out of work. COVID-19 also claimed more lives here in the Philippines. The health department reported six more deaths, bringing the death toll to 25, while 73 new cases have been confirmed. This brings a total number of infections in the country to 380. Meanwhile, the agency reports Health Secretary Francisco Duque tested positive, or rather, tested negative for COVID-19. Let me repeat that. Duque tested negative for COVID-19 and under home quarantine earlier this week after he was exposed to a senior health official who came down with COVID-19. Two more Filipino patients have recovered from COVID-19, increasing the total number of recoveries in the country to 15. Among the recent recoveries are four Filipino senior citizens, including an elderly couple from San Juan City who were discharged from a hospital on March 19th. Another patient, a 75-year-old woman from Makati City, was discharged on March 17th. She earlier traveled to the U.S. and was exposed to a coronavirus patient. A severe COVID-19 case, a 72-year-old man from Batangas also recovered from the disease. The man who suffers from hypertension was exposed to another COVID-19 case. He was discharged on March 21st. COVID-19 may be fatal for the elderly, the immunocompromised, and those with underlying medical conditions. But according to the World Health Organization, 80% of cases worldwide showed a high chance of recovery without special treatment. 
amid mounting criticisms of the alleged slow detection of COVID-19 in the country. The Philippine Health Department says it is now conducting an average of about 1,000 diagnostic tests per day. The bulk testing is still done at the Research Institute for Tropical Medicine, which runs about 600 tests daily, but five subnational laboratories are also running tests. The health department is further boosting the country's testing capacity as it sets up two more laboratories outside Metro Manila. The agency adds the country has enough testing kits for now thanks to the 100,000 testing kits donated by China. For one day, average po is about 950 to 1,000 tests per day ang ginagawa natin sa ngayon. Hindi po lahat ng patients under investigation ay kailangang itest. Given that we already have this testing kits that had been donated to us, ito pong dami na mga testing kits na ito ay maaring sufficient na para sa ating mga kababayan sa ating present time. At ito pong ating pag-extend ng lab capacity ay mas nagbigay ng access at mas mapapabilis na po ang pag-test. The Philippine Health Department, meanwhile, warns the use of an anti-malaria drug for the management of COVID-19 patients may have potential negative side effects. Health Undersecretary Maria Rosario Verjera says while there is increased use and clamor for the drug to treat COVID-19 patients, they are currently not recommending the use of chloroquine apart from treating malaria. For those who are already using it, there should be informed consent. And there should be guidance from their attending physician. For now, we still are not recommending this, especially people are uh, thinking that we can use this as prophylaxis when it cannot be used as prophylaxis. It does not prevent COVID-19. It is used as an off-label drug to manage COVID-19 cases. Philippine Central Bank Governor Benjamin Diokno says Manila has enough policy space to cut interest rates as necessary in order to soften COVID-19's blow on the Philippine economy. Central bank policymakers have already cut rates by 75 basis points this year, the most recent last Monday. The move is aimed at making borrowing money cheaper for people and businesses to help them weather an economic slowdown due to the pandemic. We have to keep in mind that this is a once-in-a-lifetime crisis. Many developed countries are going to go into recession. Philippines itself, I think, uh, based on the BSP stock estimate, will uh, slow down to 5% from 65 to 7.5%. So uh, this is uh, global. We will probably come out of this maybe uh, on the fourth quarter of this year. Uh, in fact, from 5% uh, to 5.5, we uh, the uh, the BSP estimate that will bounce back to 6.8% next year. Meanwhile, the BSP also calls on the government to offer an appropriate fiscal response to the virus in tandem with its own monetary response. Government economic managers have already announced a more than 27 billion peso rescue package for affected workers and businesses. Business groups are also calling for the passage of a supplemental budget, which Diokno says should go up to as much as 200 billion pesos. I think uh, it has to be uh, consumer-based. I think uh, we have to address the fact that 
many people are not employed right now or do not have sources of income because of the of the isolation. Maybe give them some cash grants for the next maybe two three months. Okay, those who lost their job or those uh, daily wages who can't work, I think they they have to be uh, their their needs have to be addressed. And, and then uh, probably the uh, the fiscal stimulus has to be well targeted. The Philippine National Bureau of Investigation cracks down on sellers of overpriced thermal scanners, masks, and rubbing alcohol. NBI agents apprehended sellers in Rizal province who sold 8 to 10-gallon bottles of alcohol for up to 700 pesos each. That's more than the regular price of around 560 pesos. In Manila, the NBI's Special Action Unit raided a medical supply store that was selling thermal scanners for 8,000 pesos per unit, even though they are regularly sold for 3,000. The store was also caught hoarding masks and thermometers, despite announcing that they no longer had supplies available. The NBI says those caught will be charged with cases of hoarding and profiteering. Meanwhile, the Philippine National Police dismisses reports of looting and theft circulating on social media as fake news. The PMP even insists the crime rate in Metro Manila and other regions have significantly gone down amid the continued implementation of government's enhanced community quarantine. Nagpalabas ng pahayag ang ating PNP Chief, Police General Archie Francisco Gamboa, na wala pong katotohanan ang mga kumakalat ng mga ulat na yan sa ating uh, social media. Bumaba po ng almost 80% ang uh, crime rate. Hindi lamang dito sa Kalakang Manila, maging sa Region 3 at sa iba pang dako ng uh, Luzon. Kaya po tinitiyak natin sa ating publiko na wala pong dapat ikabahala. 24 hours I were supposed to be staying at home. Naka-curfew po tayo talaga lahat, 24 hours. At maliban lang po sa mga exempted, yun lang po talagang maaaring lumabas. Metro Manila's water concessionaires Maynilad and Manila Water are suspending their meter reading activities as Luzon remains under an enhanced community quarantine. Both firms say they will instead bill their customers based on their average water consumption in the past three months. Any cost corrections will be applied to subsequent bills once meter reading operations resume. Mainilad says its suspension will last until the end of the quarantine on April 14th. Manila water suspension, on the other hand, will last until further notice. Power distributor Meralco also suspending meter reading and deliveries of physical bills until April 14th. Meralco customers will also be charged based on their average power consumption in the past three months. Philippine lawmakers will hold a special session on Monday to discuss President Rodrigo Duterte's request for emergency funds to tackle the coronavirus outbreak. Both chambers of Congress are scheduled to convene at 10 in the morning. Senator Chris, or rather, Senator Christopher Bongo, who was at the meeting of the palace and Congress officials Saturday, said a proposed measure from Malacanang seeks to grant authority to the president to do what may be deemed necessary to fund measures to respond to the COVID-19 health emergency. It would also give flexibility for needed realignments in the budget of concerned agencies. The Philippines is under a state of calamity, allowing the government to tap emergency funds to procure food and medical equipment. 
The House of Representatives shared this photo on Instagram showing that it will observe social distancing on Monday's special session. The call to postpone the Tokyo Olympics amid the COVID-19 pandemic gathers pace. The U.S. track and field team, as well as Brazil's Olympic Committee, are the latest to join the call. The U.S. track and field team urged the American Olympic and Paralympic Committees to use their voice to speak up for athletes, adding that moving forward with the Games would not be in the best interest of athletes. The International Olympic Committee and organizers refused to postpone the Games, scheduled for July 20. 24th to August 9th. Aside from the ongoing struggle of many countries to contain the virus, athletes around the world are unable to train due to travel restrictions and lockdowns. The infectious kindness of some Filipinos have touched the hearts of netizens. Take, for example, this grab driver named Michael Punzalan, who drove all the way from Lingayan, Pangasinan, to give free rides to people he would see on the road walking. He also chose to rest inside his car to avoid infecting his family. And a good morning for frontliners was the gift of this good Samaritan. Mang Boyong went to the checkpoint between Mekawayan and Valenzuela to give free taho to our servicemen. And those are the biggest stories at this hour. I'm Rain Musni. More news comes your way at 1 p.m. ANC Newscast Today can also be heard through DZMM Live audio streaming and on radio. Stay tuned for our continuing coverage of the enhanced community quarantine in Luzon.